Welcome to another episode of the Business Growth Insights Podcast. This podcast is devoted to helping business owners succeed and grow. In each episode, we interview a successful business owner on what has helped them to succeed and how they've overcome challenges along the way. Our aim is to be the leading source of learning, encouragement, and success for small businesses. Today, we have the privilege to have with us Keith Smith, CEO of MeForYou.ai. Now, everyone gets a little excited these days when we hear AI, so very interested to hear from Keith. Keith, uh, good uh, for you to be with us today. Welcome. Thank you, David. It's great to be here. All right. Very good. Very good. So uh, tell us about your business, Keith. Me for you, AI. Very yes, interesting. So, so me for you is, uh, is, is an idea that has been forming for me for, for well over a decade now, uh, but I really began working on it in earnest about a year ago. Uh, and it and it comes from a a deep obsession I have about AI and how I think that artificial intelligence is going to fundamentally alter how we as humans interact with computers. And I'm very excited and optimistic about that. Uh, and at the same time, I, I have an infatuation, an ongoing, long running infatuation with creators and the creator economy. And so, me for you is is kind of the culmination of those two interests and the convergence of those two interests and uh, and me trying to be able to bring AI tools to creators. And so what me for you does is we provide or we allow any celebrity creator to be able to have their very own AI clone. And 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 really where this comes from is uh, is 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 my own personal experience, which for a lot of us, I think, as as entrepreneurs, that's that's certainly the case. Is that we have a personal experience that then end, ends up uh, usually resulting in short term pain, uh, but long term insights, hopefully. Um, and 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 my version of this is that I was a single dad. I actually still am a single dad. Uh, I have two wonderful kids, but they just happen to be adults now. Uh, they're twenty six and twenty three. Um, but when they were growing up, I did five different startups and I founded five different startups. So it was always me, my two children and a startup. And uh, and that was always kind of the, uh, the the dynamic that we had. And there was rarely ever a moment that I did not want the ability to be able to be in more than one place at a time. And and just feeling stretched, feeling like I need to be able to replicate myself in order to be able to do all the things that are needed to be done. And I think we can all kind of relate to that at some level. But what's interesting is that I, as I have talked to creators more and more and gotten to know creators and, and the folks that are the kind of the creative geniuses behind social media, as well as a lot of the, you know, the content that we enjoy uh, both online and offline at this point in time, uh, uh, the, the, the thing that comes through with nearly every single conversation I have with a creator is that they have that exact same sentiment that they need the ability to be able to be in more than one place at a time. And, and part of the reason for that is that these are these creators are small businesses in many senses, uh, and and in the primary sense being that like any other small business, they need to generate revenue. The big difference for the creators is that they are their brand, and their brand is them, and that means is that that everything that they do that generates revenue has to flow through them. And so, uh, what what creators often find is that they have a business model that is relatively hard to scale. And so the message of, hey, we can now, we now have the technology, we now have the ability to allow you as a creator to be able to defy the laws of time and space and allow you to be able to effectively be 
in more than one place at a time and have one-on-one -on -one real engagement with your fans, even when you're not physically there or you're not actually mentally there, uh, is something that is an entirely new proposition. And it is one that creators are lining up out the door to be able to take advantage of. Huh. Definitely an entirely new proposition. Um, I, I'm, you know, my mind is going all over the place now with uh, hearing you describe uh, business and how it works. So, uh, so basically, a fan, let's say, right, um, will, will be able to interact with this celebrity clone, and it's. Uh, tell me how that works. Um, is it visual? Is it text? What's the What's the thought process there? Yeah. So today it is text based chat, and so. Mm -hmm. it feels like you are texting back and forth with a uh with with a creator that you admire uh with that has views that uh that, that you want to hear more of or maybe even just a personality that you want to get to know and have a companionship uh with and so but but we're limited to text-based chat and so that limits the, the the kind of engagement and the kind of interaction that you can have what's coming very soon though is audio and then very soon after that is video and and david and i are currently on a zoom call uh even though this podcast will be only audio but what we are uh what we will be uh enabling is a video call that really feels very much like a zoom call mm -hmm. that it allows you as a fan to be able to then interact with the digital twin of the creators that you admire and that you follow and be able to have a real-time one-on-one conversation that's interactive where you converse back and forth just like you would on a regular Zoom call with this creator. Very interesting, Keith. What's the timeline for those? So we have launched our text-based chat uh, um, only about two weeks ago in beta. So it is now publicly available. You can check it out at, at meforyou.ai. Uh, mm -hmm. That's M-E, uh, and then the letter, uh, uh, or the number four, and then the letter U. Uh, and uh, and and we are adding voice uh, in Q4, and we expect to be adding full uh, full synchronous video in Q1 of 2024. Interesting. That's uh, that's pretty aggressive. If you can pull that off, that's going to be outstanding. So let me ask you this: How do you? What's involved in creating those clones with the celebrities? Yeah. So there's there's a lot of underlying technology that we get the benefit of that where we are very clearly standing on the shoulders of giants. So, uh, you know, starting kind of back in, in, in 2016, 2017 timeframe, uh, that the geniuses at Google and then OpenAI began, uh, began really accelerating their, their AI technology and, and ultimately uh, developing these, what we call large language models today. And, and OpenAI with ChatGPT is obviously the, the, the big leader there, the one that we've all heard out of and hopefully we've all used and, and, and you know, somehow hopefully has added value in our, in our day-to-day -day lives. Uh, and so we are able to leverage those existing large language models. And so some of that technology is from OpenAI, some of it is from other companies. The good news is, is that there is a, what, what I describe as kind of a Cambrian explosion of, of both ideas, technology, platforms, algorithms, as well as companies, uh, just due to the fact that we all of a sudden now have a completely different way to be able to interact with computers. And so we are seeing this not only uh, for, for me, for you, we don't only see this in terms of how we uh, how our product comes together and 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 the underlying logic of our product, but also just in how we do everything at this point in time. And so it it, it uh, um, the the large language models and and the AI technology of today allows for a 
completely different path to, to company formation if you are a software company in terms of how do you build that software? How do you get customer feedback? How do you put that into back into the, the product cycle and, and continue to innovate your product? All of those things have just fundamentally changed because of the underlying AI technology that we can take advantage of. Okay, I, I completely agree with that. I'm gonna show my age here, Keith. I, um, I bought a uh, two volume set, big books, 40 years ago, yes, I'm that old, on AI. Um, but you know, people think about the AI explosion, as you were just talking about, as something that's just emerged in the last few years. But no, this is this has been a long time coming, and it's really just in the last year or so, really, with the, you know, as you were mentioning, the advent of ChatGPT, it's made a big, big difference uh, with regard to capabilities that are accessible to the masses, as it were. And uh, it seems that you are one of the people that's taking full advantage of that. So a question for you, you know, as you were describing the uh, the, the, the product, and um, how much involvement does it require from the celebrity in order for you to uh, put your uh, these capabilities out there? So the short answer is very little. And and the reason for that is not because uh, because what we're doing is simple. It's because the what we are basing the personalities of our AIs on is the the public content that has already been generated by mm -hmm. these these uh, celebrity creators. And mm -hmm. so uh, so because we are able to then get access to all of that that public data um, because the creator authorizes us, and that's a very important topic that we should we should come back to, uh, then uh, then we are able to pull all of that data uh, and and be able to use all of that for training data. And so so we have gotten our process with creators down really to to kind of two 30 minute calls that we have with them. One mm -hmm. is to understand better exactly what it is that they want for their training set for their uh, for for their AI, uh, mm -hmm. what sort of guardrails that they want, what they kind of want the brand presence to feel like for that AI, mm -hmm. uh, and then. Fast forward about a week after we go through our training process, uh, then we have a follow-up meeting with the with the creator. They get to demo their their me for you. They get to talk to themselves, which is always a very weird experience. The first time you talk to yourself, uh, I, I I know this because I we have our own uh, what we call Keith Bot, uh, who's our our customer support uh, bot. Uh, if you use me for you, you can talk to Keith Bot, give him feedback. He'll ask you all sorts of uh, questions about what you think about the product in order to try to get product feedback. Uh, but that first time you talk to yourself and to to a, an AI that is based on your personality and your own knowledge base uh, mm -hmm. and your creativity, your turns of phrases, et cetera, it starts to feel a little bit surreal. Uh, but then, but these creators get to have that experience. They give us lots of feedback. We make iterations as much as they want, and then we can launch it to the public at that point. Very good. Very. So the key question for you, Keith, is do you like Keith Bot? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Keith Bot has a one-track mind. He's a little annoying that way because every time I want to talk to him about something, uh, he comes back and says, you know, actually, I have a couple of one to five questions that I need to ask you. And so uh, he's a little bit uh, two-dimensional. I like to think I'm, I'm, a, I'm slightly more interesting than that, but maybe only slightly. <laughs> you know, but uh, listening to you uh, describe how, you know, the fact that you only... Uh, need about a 30 minute phone call with these celebrities and uh, you don't need a, a ton of engagement from them makes sense because from a celebrity perspective, you know, these large language models, it's about feeding data. And there's so much information about these celebrities already out there, right? You know, from uh, themselves, uh, what they produce and the coverage as well as input from their fans, right? Uh, curious, I'm going, we're going a little deep here, but 
do you bring in the information, the commentary from the fans as well, feeding into these uh, clones? Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things that has been very insightful to us is that as training data, uh, there's 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 kind of the, the monologue and then there's the dialogue. And so a lot of creators, most of their content is in the form of a monologue. It is broadcast based. It's this is what I'm doing. This is what's happening. You know, if, if you're a relationship expert, you're kind of giving, hey, these are five tips that I have about how to be able to identify green flags in your relationship, those sorts of things. And so you're talking about that. And it's more or less monologue kind of, of content. That's very helpful for, for training data. But what's also incredibly helpful and insightful for our AI models is to see the dialogue. And so when we start looking at comments on uh, on any of these social posts, and the more times that the creator has interacted with their audience, the better. And so audience, you know, fan comes in, asks a question, the creator comes back and gives an answer. All of a sudden, then we are able to start to marry this, this, this fan to creator interaction. And it really adds to the, the monologue set of training data that we have to be able to add this kind of dialogue as well. So yes, yeah, so so both the interactions as well as kind of the just the the original genius of, of content that is out there, both are very important for that training set. Excellent, excellent. So do you have you engaged any celebrities yet that uh, that I might know that, you know, is known to the general public? So the the one that might be on your radar is Alex Lieberman, just because he's in the world of startups. Uh, he uh, um, started a, a company called Morning Brew, which a lot of us have probably heard of and, and gotten some, you know, especially if we're in the in the entrepreneurial uh, world. And uh, and so he's one that's on our radar. We did specifically start with and launch with six creators that are uh, that aren't necessarily the biggest names that you would know. And we did that for several reasons. One is is uh, it was much more attainable when we're an early stage startup and we haven't raised a lot of money. Uh, right. But but also as a way to be able to prove that we can do uh, we can build these AIs in a way that is going to be authentic to the brand that the creator has built. Because as much as creators tell me that that they wanna be able to be in more than one place at a time, the second most common thing that I hear from creators is the word authentic. Everything that they do needs to be authentic to their brand. And every one of their brands feels a little bit different. It's a little bit unique. It's a fingerprint, all that's their own. And our job is to make sure that, that we show deference to that that brand that they have built and make sure that we are supporting it in all the ways that they want us to support it and and we are not uh, being countered to that brand in any way at all yeah that makes perfect sense Keith. you know a fan or a follower interacting with a clone you know if they uh, detect any uh non-authentic response they're they're, they're going to abandon it right but if they if they feel that it's authentic you know to the celebrity that they're enamored with that you're, you're going to have them hooked yeah, so, exactly. Um, very good. Very good. So what's about that too is is just to take a little side trail there is that is that it's important that in in our experience and and in talking to fans and surveying fans they still very much care about the the fact that the creator is the person behind the continued content that is being generated all throughout their various social channels and that the creator themselves are doing that and they haven't just outsourced that to AI. And so our experience that fans have on me for you is very very different because it's 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 they're speaking to an AI that is then trained with all of the latest uh, of of the content of the creativity that this this individual person creator puts out into the world and the ai then is trained on all of that what the ai is not doing is taking over their social channels and 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 taking over all of the content creation going forward that is the kind of thing that fans tell us repeatedly 
feels very inauthentic and it's not the kind of thing that they're going to be very excited about. And so we, we with our platform, it's very important that we allow the creator to be able to continue to be extremely authentic with their content creation. And what we are doing is we are learning and training from that. Okay, great. Now talk a little bit more about the authorization from the celebrity because, you know, right now what's going on in the world is we've got the uh, actors and writers strike, <laughs> right? It's a big deal. One of their big concerns is is AI, and you know the fact that it might be able to take uh, money uh, from off of their table, uh, and and be an issue. They they want those issues uh, spelled out and resolved. It seems that, uh, and I'm just thinking out, out loud here, Keith. It seems that you have a mechanism here that could be very friendly. Uh, to those celebrities and not taking money away from them, but giving them a way to make even uh, more money. But talk a little bit more about uh, getting authorization from them and how that's gone uh, so far in your conversations. Yeah, it, it's a great point. And it is so timely, partly because of the fact uh, just that that we have seen this explosion of, of AI and generative AI in particular, but also because of the, the the writer and actor strike that's going on right now. It is, and and when when the studios came out and their opening bid was, hey, for any background actor, and they said this with a straight face, for any background actor, we want the ability to be able to pay you for one day to come into the studio. We want to record your likeness and your voice, and we want to be able to use you in perpetuity without paying you and we want to be able to use AI to replicate you going forward. And, and you can imagine that, that that nobody was very excited about that opening opening bid. And it really threw down the gauntlet. And it made, I think, everybody be, be very clear that, hey, wait a minute, we have, we have human geniuses that are out there creating incredible content. If we create a world where, where we make them irrelevant and only the AIs and only the big tech companies that are controlling those AIs end up making any of the money or, or get any sort of, of control over what that, that creativity looks like going forward, we've lost, we've lost the, the, the entire underlying script to all of this. So, so our, our kind of first principle in all of this is that human ingenuity is at the centerpiece of anything that goes into training and building AI. And we need to make sure that we reinforce and we protect that. So what we've done is we have uh, we have published what we call our Creator Bill of Rights. Mm -hmm. Our Creator Bill of Rights is super simple. It has three simple points, and they're I I, I call them the three C's. And and so the first is consent, and, and it is absolutely imperative that the creator has is, is given consent that they are authorizing any sort of training of their content that goes into an AI. So that's the first piece. Uh, the second piece is control, and it goes back to that authenticity point, which is that if if these AIs are out there in my name doing something that is completely off-brand for me, that is going to feel very, very uncomfortable to me. I need to make sure I have control over anything that is that is representing my likeness. And then, of course, the third piece is compensation. And, and the the ability for the the creator behind the personality and the personality then that, that is behind these AIs, uh, they need to be able to continue to be compensated and compensated well in perpetuity as long as the the owners of the AI are actually making money as well. So so Keith, doing a little brainstorming here, have you had any conversations with uh, the Screen Actors Guild or the Writers Union? um about your product reason i ask that is you you seem to have a solution that can bridge the gap between those two entities the the actors the writers as well as the large studios and organizations that that want to use them right because they uh 
you might have a mechanism that allows the studios to achieve what they want, which is lower costs, right? But you can also give uh, the creators an opportunity to continue to make money, uh, yes. even if the studios are going in that direction. We're curious, have you had any conversations with them? I, I completely agree with your premise that I think this solution is is at least the framework of the right kind of solution. We haven't had conversations directly with the the uh, the, the with SAG or any of the organizations. But we've had conversations with a lot of the members, and and what you're saying is echoed by our conversations there as well, which is that that this idea of a, a revenue share and a significant revenue share is very important. Because one of the things that none of us know yet at this point, what the ultimate revenue picture is going to look like in all of these various models with, with AI and AI coming onto the scene, nobody's quite sure what it's going to look like. Is it going to end up being a significant portion of the economy? Is it gonna be a, a small portion of the economy? Whatever portion it is, the, the, the folks that are the geniuses behind the content that is training the AIs need to make sure that they are participating in that. And we need to make sure, as anybody who is an entrepreneur in the AI world, we need to make sure that any of our business models that we're creating are taking that into account. And we are not pushing the geniuses who, who are responsible for this entire thing uh, off to the edge, uh, certainly from, a, from an economic standpoint. Makes sense. Makes sense. And I'm sure all of them appreciate the point of view and approach that your business is taking. Yes, so, that resonates. So, so what are some of the big challenges that you've had to overcome so far uh, to get you to where you are now? Uh, so, you know, when when I when I first started uh, the the company and first had this idea and first started doing explores on this, the, the first obstacle was just that that hey, this thing's not feasible. Uh, you know, that was, that was the first objection and, and, you know, you can't talk to a computer like this, like that's just not, not a, you know, not a reasonable thing to be able to have an interaction. And, and if you back up, you know, three years ago, the way that you built chatbots is you had to kind of think of every single possible question that somebody could ask. And so it worked well in like a customer's, you know, service kind of, uh, kind of situation, but it didn't work well if you were just going to have a wide ranging conversation about who knows what. And so that is what large language models uh, started to be able to solve for us. Um, um, but, but there was still a big gap in, can we actually give it personality and can we actually give it memory? Because, you know, chatbots are, are neat and, and we've all interacted with, with, with ChatGPT. But when it has no personality and no memory, it's 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 not all that interesting, and it certainly doesn't feel like any sort of human interaction. And so, so we've taken chatbots and we've now added memory and we've added personality, and those are two incredibly important uh, 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 dimensions. And and if you think about any you know any relationship that you have at this point in time, it is based on memories of conversations with people you like. And, and so we are able to now create a synthetic version of that. And that is not going to replace human interaction. Uh, it, is, it is not intended to replace human inter interaction, but it is intended to mimic human interaction and in many ways emotionally feel like human interaction. And so that was the first big one was, I don't think this is even, uh, you can even do this. Uh, the second one then was, will creators like this? Uh, and and then the third one is will fans like this? And so we have now answered the second question there. Uh, fans are line or, or creators are lining up outside our door in order to be able to take advantage of of this platform uh, for all the reasons that we've been talking about. So the third big question that we have and the third big obstacle that we still need to answer is 
will fans like this? The early indications, now that we've been out in beta for two weeks, is absolutely yes. Uh, they they love it. The the depth of conversations that they have with with these uh, with these chatbots and with these uh, with these AI personas is just mind blowing. Um, but we need more data and we need more time and we need to continue to iterate on our platform. But that's the third big area. And that's the third thing that we're focused on right now. Outstanding. Very exciting, Keith. Uh, I'm going to be following you and your business to see where this all goes. Uh, got a few more questions for you. You seem to be a passionate and driven guy. I can pick that up uh, immediately. I picked that up immediately in my first few minutes Speaking with you, you mentioned that you have had uh, five other startups. So question for you, what, what has helped you to be successful? What, what have you learned along the way that has helped you to be successful? Hopefully that will benefit our audience as well. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. As my uh, career has matured, and I like to think I have probably as well, hopefully over the course of the last 30 years of, of doing this, uh, the, the thing that has been consistent through that 30 year period has been my my obsessive passionate uh uh you know just personality of just i tend to get relatively single minded about about you know just the the goal what we are trying to accomplish uh and 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 very very driven in that effort the thing that i've i've where i've matured and where i think i've improved significantly is uh is better having a better understanding of where people fit into that that whole equation, and and I think early on in my career I was a bit of a brutalist capitalist kind of approach, uh, where I, I viewed human resources like any other resource, which is something that you pay for, that you try to pay the least amount for, and get the most amount of value for, and 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 try to arbitrage it as much as possible. Uh, I've come to conclude that that is a terrible way to be able to do business and, mm -hmm. and that any business model that we have has to take into account that, that we, we are humans, we're not machines. Uh, we are here to train the machines and train the robots, but we're not here to be the robots or be the machines. And we have to treat humans very different than any other resource that we have as, as entrepreneurs at our disposal. And, and so that has created a, uh, um, you know, a very different perspective that I have in terms of how I interact with all of my stakeholders, certainly employees and, and my team members, uh, but also my customers, also mm -hmm. my partners, also my investors. And, and, and I like to think I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm significantly better and easier to work with today than I was 30 years ago when I first started my career. Very good. We appreciate that candor. I think uh, people will call that maturity, right? Let's hope so. Yeah, excellent, some, some, some might call it softness, but but we'll I'll, I'll go with maturity. <laughs> maturity is good. But you know what? Uh, that that sounds like it's a good lesson to have learned, particularly with this business and where the industry that you're in is at. We were just talking about the relationship between the creators and uh, the studios, et cetera, right? I think what you just uh, uh, talked about is very relevant to that environment. Yes, I like to think so. And 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 making sure that we are clear about and this is true I think up and down the stack of of AI tech companies at this point in time and I and I hope you know Sam Altman and and OpenAI and the rest of uh, of the folks that that have big responsibility as 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 our as our as humanity and our economy starts to be impacted by by AI and 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 you know when we look back 10 years from now 
the we we want to be able to say, hey, this was good for humanity and good for our economy and good for our livelihoods across the board for everybody. But but we need to be mindful of the humans that are involved in this, and we cannot be pushing the humans to the edge. We need to be using AI to improve our lives. And when I say our lives, I don't just mean the founders of these tech companies, but across the board, everybody in, in on the planet. And I think that's very, very feasible, and there will be plenty to go around. We just need to make sure our business models represent that. Completely agree, Keith. One more question for you. Uh, what advice would you give to other business owners looking to succeed in your industry, but frankly, succeed generally? So this is, I, I think that the the timely advice in it, and and uh, and and it's I'm a bit of a broken record on this, but AI matters, and 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 there was there was a November of uh, of 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 twenty twenty two. That was a demarcation point when when OpenAI introduced ChatGPT, and the moment the rest of the world started to see, oh, we can actually interface with computers very differently than we could before. That was a moment where, if we continue to act the same way that we did prior to November of 2022, we will be extinct uh, as a business model, as a company. Uh, we have to evolve and take advantage of, of of this new technology. It is a significant sea change. And if we ignore it, we'll do so at our own peril. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly as well. In fact, I've been telling people the release of ChatGPT has been an inflection point. Yes. Really, it really is. Um, and, and as I mentioned, it's been developing for a number of years, but now things have changed significantly. And I, I, I completely agree. Any business that ignores this, they, they're going to go by the wayside. Yeah. Businesses that embrace it, they're, they're going to exceed, they're going to uh, excel and do well. So I appreciate that uh, direction. And for all our listeners, listeners, please take heed. <laughs> well, Keith, thanks for being on the show. Uh, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Or do you have any uh, offers or uh, recommendations for them with regard to getting involved with your company? Yes, so uh, I'm 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 very easily uh, uh, findable online. So I'm on LinkedIn. That's probably my my platform where I'm the most vocal and and talk the most. And so if you just do a search for Keith Smith, me for you, uh, you can find me there. Uh, you can always check out meforyou.ai, and you can go there and you can talk with Keith Bot. So if you want to have a a synthetic version of a conversation with me, you're welcome to do that as well. Uh, and certainly uh, you're you're welcome to uh, you know folks are welcome to reach out to me. Uh, I'm always looking for feedback, interesting conversations and and certainly as it relates to you know to creators and things that we can do in order to be able to better serve creators work with larger and and more influential creators uh those are conversations i'd love to have okay thank you so that's me me the number four the letter u dot ai perfect yep excellent thank you keith thank you david appreciate it i want to thank you sincerely for listening to the podcast Please share it with anyone that you think could benefit from it. Have a great rest of the day, and here's wishing you much joy and success.